All right, Goat, eat. You're stealing the show. Welcome to our barn, where we're smoking premium cigars, living the country life, and equipping ourselves with the tools necessary to stand up to the pressures of compromise and tolerance. This is Cigars in the Barn. Today we're smoking the Rocky Patel Old World Reserve Corojo. Mm, creamy. Very creamy smoke. That was right off the bat. Yeah, very rich creamy smoke, not dry at all. The draw's a little loose, yes. but I'm still getting plenty of smoke. I mean, I'm oh, yeah. lots of smoke. Definitely light. Mm -hmm. A little bit lighter on the flavors. Yep. Got that creamy, <clears throat> almost feel like a little nutty flavor to it. Kind of a sweeter, like a yeah. sweet cream almost. Yeah, yeah. Definitely got that spice. That it's for sure got the, that spice. It's not real strong, but just... Yeah, just right off the bat for me was that creamy texture of that smoke was... Was great right off the bat for me. It was a really good start. Yeah, definitely good spicy nuttiness for sure. That's what I'm getting a lot of right now. But still, that kind of sweet cream undertone that's kind of carrying mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It almost reminds me of horchata. I guess in see a way, that. maybe not as cinnamony, yeah. but it still kind of got that spice yeah. and yep. sweet cream. Yep. I know that we wanted to do this first episode as to what cigars in the barn is. Mm -hmm. We wanted to talk about why we're doing this. Yep. We wanted to talk about what you guys can kind of expect from these sessions. So I'll start just by asking you, Matt, what do you expect this to look like? You know, I, I really hope this is something that somebody who wants to homestead um, or is looking to homestead, somebody who wants to enjoy the outdoor living, country living, um, maybe give them some insight, get excited about maybe country living or, or what it takes. You know, obviously, you know, you guys are the ones that, that started this and um, have been able to allow us to, to join in on the fun. And so hopefully, you know, we can give people ideas, encourage them, be able to have just a more relaxed lifestyle. Yeah. Sit in the bar and smoke a cigar, have a discussion with your buddies and uh, enjoy life. Yeah. You know, really enjoy life and not be so uptight because life can be very uptight. And, and hopefully we can at least express that to some people to uh, maybe want to take that avenue. Yeah, I totally agree. We're trying to sell a lifestyle here. Um, we want as many people to consider if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about what you want to do, if you want to get involved in something like this, we want to try to give you some avenues to go down. Mm -hmm. um, now we're not saying sell your house, quit your job and go right. buy a farm. Right. That's the beauty of homesteading is it's a supplemental right. lifestyle. It's not a complete lifestyle unless you want it to be. Um, but we're going to talk about more of the practical application of some of these things. If you want some more background information on the homestead, you can check out Cozy Hills Homestead's podcast, Against the Grain. That's mm -hmm. where uh, we talk a little bit more in depth about some of these okay. how-tos. We have a, a, a chicken episode coming out pretty soon here, as soon as I'm done mixing it. So this is more just a informative, scratching-the-surface, topical right. session. And that's what we're trying to go for is to keep conversations alive. We are trying to sell a lifestyle. We're trying to make the men in this country back to being men. To being men, yes. Because we're not doing this anymore. We're trying to inspire men to be men again and to sit around a campfire, sit around in the barn, smoke a cigar, talk about life, talk about your problems. Because I think 
we have a, a, a messed up view of what men are supposed to do these days. Yeah. There's a lot of things out there that are skewing what we're actually supposed to be doing as protectors of the family, providers of the family, mm -hmm. decision makers of the family. And we just don't talk enough. No, not we, at all. We don't, we don't talk enough. Guys, for some reason, we've come to the conclusion that guys aren't supposed to talk. We're supposed to nod at each other and say, right. hey, hey, what's right. up? Not much. What's up with you? And that's not true. We should be sitting around talking. We should be sitting around learning from each other, helping each other. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about family. It's about kids. It's about being a true man and what that really means with the sprinkle of being in a barn with a homestead. So sometimes being a man is... Providing for your family, for us directly, it's I get these animals, we raise these animals, we kill these animals, we eat these animals. So that that's part of that provision aspect of it. I think that's the thing too is, you know, we come from a pretty diverse background. Both of us have been in the medical field. Both of us have done law enforcement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we work regular jobs that dads do. Uh, it's not, you know, we're not in those fields anymore or any longer, but we do jobs. We want to see good, hardworking men just being able to make sure that we continue on the trying to get back to what the American dream used to be. You know, we've, we've kind of steered away from that, in my opinion. And hopefully this will kind of help that. I don't think we're going to change the world by any means. But hey, at least if we can get a couple of people to, you know, want to sit around and talk and smoke a cigar and maybe drink some, you know, whiskey or bourbon or whatever the case may be, they can do that. Yeah, that's where we come from. So we, we want to encourage more people that way. And if you have any questions, obviously, like Matt said, you can email us. Um, we're trying to we're trying to build a group of guys, ladies, if you're listening to, we love you. But this is really specifically for men because we're going to have a lot of manly topics. Mm -hmm. I, I hope to get a lot of special guests, maybe guests that we can talk about being a better dad. Yeah. Let's talk about being a better boss. Let's right. talk about running our finances better. Right. Let's talk about if you guys are thinking maybe the entrepreneur side of it, yep. we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about because it's our dang podcast, yeah. but we're going to talk about mostly stuff that's practical application that is focusing on stuff that you would think guys would be responsible for or we stuff we know guys are responsible for, but we keep getting confused about what that actually looks like. Come here, listen. And uh, if you're local, we would love to have you on the show. Definitely. And uh, sit down. We'll provide a cigar for you if you'd like. Um, if you want to bring your own. If you have any recommendations, hey, I want a review on this. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we're up for anything. So we're just hanging out. Enjoying the outdoor life and the country living. Just like my new hat I just bought. Yes. Because I will not apologize for being country. That's right. And we will not apologize for being country. We're not uneducated Americans. Nope. We choose this lifestyle. We weren't born into this lifestyle. We're dads, we're down to earth, we've got kids, we enjoy our kids, we enjoy our wives and our families, mm -hmm. and uh, we just we just want to enjoy our country living, and, and again, we hope to encourage others to at least look into what it takes to homestead and just be a part of that community. There's a lot of people out there that do it, a lot of great people you're going to meet, Yep. and hopefully it picks up a little bit more. Get back to that American dream. Yeah, the, the, the authentic American dream, yeah. what made this country great in the yeah. first place. And keeping it great. And keeping it great. Yeah, I'm I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm completely completely out right now. I'm really disappointed. Uh, both of ours just went out. Yep. And our burns are not looking very good at this point. The flavors are still good, but uh, what do you got for us, Matt? 
I got, well, I'm trying to get mine to even out with the burn, and it, I'm still not doing it. Maybe we need to stop talking so much. I guess. All right, we're going to start over and see if we can get these things back lit. Now we get to deal with the wonderful burnt taste in our mouth for a little bit. Yeah, well, as of right now, I'm not too big of a fan of a Rocky Patel. Not at least the old reserve. It's pretty harsh. Hopefully it gets better. My cap was cracking a little bit. It's not really bothering anything right now, but I do have a little bit of a crack in my cap. Yeah, I don't know if it's because, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of this style. Box press? Yeah. The theory behind the box press is it concentrates the flavors a little bit differently. Yeah. Well, this one is a very, very thin yes. box press. Yeah. This is a rectangle. This isn't a square. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is this is probably the most rectangle box press I've ever seen. Well, the diesel is a box press too. Yeah. But that one just seems so much different. It was. It, it was. was it a little was, more girth to it. it was, yeah. It, was, it had something a little bit more to hold on to. Yeah. These are definitely thin. Yeah. Still, even after I relit it and cut it down, the burn's still uneven. Yeah. It's, it's not even evening itself out. Yeah, mine's starting to canoe pretty bad. Sometimes it's a fluke. Sometimes yep. it's not. And usually when uh, we're smoking together, it's good because we have comparison. Exactly, we both can see. We can both see know. exactly what's going on. I, I would, this one to me is better than the, the CAO. Oh, by far, yeah. This the one's, to, is to me, the flavors are more up my alley. Yeah. Um, even with the burn issue, at least the draw is not super heavy. Like right. that CAO was oh, yeah. so hard to draw. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that maybe with a little bit more aging, maybe they'll loosen up. I don't know. We'll smoke those again someday. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, we got three more. I mean, it's appealing. It's, it's not bad. I, no. I Right now, like I said, the the flavors are there. I'm starting to get rid of that harshness from having the relight, but the burn is just frustrating. Yeah, it really is. I was taking a puff about, I mean, yeah, I was screaming and yelling a little bit, but I was taking a puff about every 30 seconds roughly, and it went out. Yours went out. Yeah. And you were smoking a little bit more than yeah. I was even. Because I was trying to catch up. You were, trying to, you were trying to fix it. It would start to burn, trying to get, get to relight, and it just it was not... Not wanting to do it. Well, I guess in the sense of knowing, we, you know, if you got a cigar like this where you got to take a couple more puffs a little quicker. That's obviously it. partially why we're doing this too. So those that are listening and paying attention, and they know for the future. Absolutely. But I mean, smoking this, it, it, honestly, just watching you do that when you when you were smoke when you're blowing smoke out, it reminds me of a vape. It does. That's it's how much smoke so is much coming plume. out of this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's like a vape. Yeah, where you can't even see three inches in front yeah, of your face. Because I can guarantee you, if you if you were standing with your back to me and did that, and I had no idea you were smoking a cigar, I would have thought you were vaping right now. Yep. That's how much smoke is coming out of this thing. Which is so strange out of such a loose draw. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having to consciously yeah. slow down my draw, mm -hmm. not like the diesel where I could yeah. just go willy-nilly yeah. and it was mm -hmm. perfect every time. I'm having to, I'm having to uh, slow down the draw a little bit just so that... It doesn't get super hot because I I can feel it. Yeah, there's heat. If you start to if you start to go a little bit faster, it starts to heat up real fast. But it's producing so much smoke, so I'm not complaining. Like the oil, it's oily smoke, it's yeah, creamy yeah, yeah. smoke, it's yep. it's a good flavor. Um, right now, it's probably a medium body, mild medium body. Um, absolutely no strength right now at all for no, me. No, nothing at all. Um, <laughs> and the flavors, like I said, probably like you said, a medium ish, but. They're not bad flavors. They're no. just kind of there's none that are sticking out to me right now. Yeah. It's just kind of like a like a cocktail of yeah. you got that spice, yep. you got that undertone of that sweet cream like we were yep. talking about. I'm starting to get a little bit of pepper, not yep. a ton, but a little bit yep, and a little bit of that nuttiness. Yep. Just 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 slight and they're all just kind of together. Well, hopefully the second third will be a little more exciting. Yeah, we'll see. Give us something else too. We'll see cuz we're we're about 3 quarters of the way of the first third right now. Yeah, but see, even when I take a puff, I mean, look how 
It lights up on one side, but yep. I can't get that back side to just go. Yeah, my, mine's starting to really canoe. Yeah, see, it's I'll just... Have to, I'll have to keep my eye on it just so it doesn't go crazy on us. One thing I have to uh, preface, if you're listening as well, is uh, because of our backgrounds and where we come from, we're pretty loose in our speech sometimes. So uh, not in the cursing avenue, so to speak, but uh, we don't mean to offend anybody, but, you know, we do make fun of each other quite a bit, and uh, we do have fun, so, you know, we're not trying to... By any means, hurt any feelings, especially in this day and age, but we're talking like we normally would on the farm. Did your cigar go out again? Did. His cigar went out again. And I legitimately have been puffing and like crazy. And he has been puffing it. like crazy. So that is not cool. I have a complete canoe on my hands. Yeah, I got I, half of I, it. I, one side of my cigar is two inches down. The other side of my cigar is a quarter of an inch down. You can see, well, you can't see it because you're listening. Um, but uh, you can definitely picture that in your mind how bad that is. So I'm gonna have to fix that. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's pretty bad. Construction. I'm still okay with the flavors. Yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. okay with the flavors. The construction is not good by any means. My ash fell off a quarter of an inch down, half yeah. of an inch down. Like right when we lit it, it started flaking off. Um, so lots of lots of uh, here. Light yours first before I fix mine. Well, it's lit again. Now that we're down to the. Uh... Torch flame from Scripto. <laughs> we're down two lighters now. It's a torch flame. It is still butane, so we're not uh, yeah, messing we're not too much with animals. that. This one was chewed by a dog, clearly. Yes. Um, so we're, uh, we don't have the fancy lighters and the nope. fancy stuff. We do recommend you use butane if you're going to use a lighter, by the way. Yeah. Don't taint better. it with lighter fluid. So we still want a quality product. However, uh, if you end up having a Scripto lighter, It'll work. Well, hey, all else fails. At least we have cigars, even though we may not have toilet paper. Right? Right? <laughs> what a joke. I don't so, get it. I mean, to me, that's kind of one of the benefits of homesteading is situations like this. Uh-huh. Let's say that there's a natural food shortage. I got four sheep, yep. three pigs, uh-huh. four chickens, right. three goats. Right. We'll be okay. And that was the, the funny thing is I was over at Costco getting the propane tanks filled up and uh was talking to the guy because he was just yeah, everybody that came by with carts had you know water and toilet paper and some people legitimately had them just as their essentials right but um the fact that you know he's he's like yeah these people were trying to save up water this and that i was like well that's why it's better living out in the country and um you know i mentioned that you know we're out in acting and, mm-hmm. and told him that you know we got a well mm-hmm. don't have to worry about water yep and I said, the other thing that bothers me too is we're so worried about, not we're, but people are so worried about the fact that they got to buy water bottles right? when they can put a purifier in the house. Right. Or they can put a purifier on their sink. What makes them think that the water is going to get shut off? No idea. Or thinks that the water is going to get contaminated. There's I don't... The, the, the county people all over the place have said there's nothing wrong with the water. And secondly, what does toilet paper have to do with anything? I think, honestly, to me... Um, we see this a lot with companies. They take advantage of a situation. And for some reason, the toilet paper people were like, dude, we got to jump on this quick. Oh, I would have. They're, they're just racking in the dough right now. It's ridiculous. Well, even Costco. So a lady in front of me, she, when I was ringing up to, to buy the, the propane, she goes, hey, when are you, because uh, she had mentioned to me earlier that the, the Costco toilet paper wasn't her favorite. And she goes to the um, checkout guy, hey, when are you guys going to get another toilet paper? Man? He goes, oh, we're not. We're just selling Costco toilet paper. Darn right they are. Of course you are. Darn right they're selling Costco toilet paper. Of course you are. They're not stupid. No. They're just sitting there trying to make as much money as they possibly can off people who are just ignorant to the fact that the success rate is 80-something percent. 
And they said most people even have the virus and don't even know they have it and never right. even experience a symptom. Right. You know, as far as we know, we could have it. Yep. I doubt yeah. it, but still. But still. It's a yeah. definite possibility. It's just crazy. I, I can't believe people have, have allowed themselves to get to that level. Well, it's, it's the fact that the media can shut down the entire country yep. by the, at the drop of a hat huh. and send everyone into mass chaos. Yeah. Because honestly, look at look at the government and what they did in their response. Mm-hmm. At first was chill. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop. Don't worry. We're gonna mm-hmm. plan and prepare, but don't worry about anything. Right. And then it quickly turned to we're announcing a national state of emergency right. based on the fact that everyone's freaking out, not right. based on the fact that we have all these crazy outbreaks and stuff. Right. Yeah. And honestly, we don't know. We don't know what it's gonna be like. Right. We honestly don't know. But it quickly changed when enough people had met that threshold of maybe I should worry about this uh-huh. instead of maybe I shouldn't. Right. And it was all fueled by, right. you know, by the media with and, that. And I think too, you know, I get closing the borders in the sense, not allowing certain you know countries in because they're, they're hotbeds. They were sure. just making mention today that UK's had 200 more cases they've just sure. you know, presented. I get that aspect of it, but we've, we've created this mass hysteria in all honesty, this is socialism 101 in a sense. This is what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, You've got to be careful of that. And I think, I personally think, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think that maybe we're trying to prove a point here. That it's not going to work that way, you know. And at worst, if that's all we get out of this is a point proven, maybe it wasn't such a big deal. Right, exactly. You know, obviously we would hate to see anybody die right. from, from right, this. Right, of course. Um, but if you look at the populations that normally mm-hmm. are affected by influenza, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the same populations. Exactly. Um, either you know you got the, the the small children or children with pre-existing conditions, conditions yeah. and then you got the elderly that have obviously existing conditions based on the fact that they're you know seventy five, right. eighty years old. Right. Your body breaks down. Yeah, it breaks down. So what's what's going to happen? Yeah. So I think that I think the reason that people are freaking out is a we don't have enough information still. Mm-hmm. We know everything we know we need to know about influenza. Right. Um, A and B, and two, they want to make sure, because we don't know all that information, they want to make sure that we're at least on a heightened state of awareness based on the fact that we don't know. Right. We just don't know where it's going to go. And we don't I know get how it's that spread. Yeah, I get the, that I get the lack of testing. Mm-hmm. I get all that because, yeah, that, that should not worry you, mm-hmm. but definitely uh, pique your interest. Right. We just don't have the data. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. And that's the fact. Right. Um, we ain't going to get no data from China. Everyone's saying, yeah, China's not reporting anything. Of course they're not reporting anything. Right. They didn't report anything in the first place. Why would they be reporting something now? Right. Um, yeah, we got it under control over here. Yeah, because you saw that the stock market crashed right, and you were exactly. losing you know, everything. Of course you were. It's a communist country. If the companies fail, the country fails. Right. The country owns the companies. Exactly. So, of course they're going to try to muzzle it. Yep. It's, it's still too early. I mean, you think, what, January? Been mm-hmm. going on since January? We're two and a half months in. You know, is it a little excessive of where we've gone? I think so, yeah. personally. But, you know, the fact that, you know, schools are getting canceled and kids can't play their sporting, you know, games and stuff like yeah. that, it just kind of, I think it takes the fun out of things. But, yeah. I mean, I get it. If it truly is a, a state of emergency we need to be in, you know, with, with all due respect, I get it. H1N1 should have been a much higher... Front to well, it stop. was. Yeah. It, it, look at the death you toll. Know, if they want to try to not have those numbers, but here, other than the populations that get sick based on pre-existing problems, you get it. You get uh, coronavirus right now. What are they going to do for you? 
Exactly. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. They may give you an IV and some fluids. Yep. Other than that, it's a virus. They're it's got to run its course. Exactly. They're going to treat it as a normal virus. And that's the thing that I know from my medical background is these antivirals aren't antivirals. They yep. simply they simply destroy their ability to replicate. Exactly. They slow down replication. Right. So if you don't catch it two, three days, and it's going to take two, three days to run its course, yep. it's, it's like influenza. Going to your doctor yep. and then prescribing Tamiflu. How long have you had the symptoms? Three days. Right. Why am I giving you Tamiflu? It's almost over. What exactly. are you doing? Yep. You know, it's already almost done. Write it so, up. Write it up. Exactly. Yep. So, so let's say coronavirus, let's say the symptoms are two weeks. You don't need to necessarily treat it. Nope. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, self-quarantine. Everybody's self-quarantining or 14 days is is what the recommended right. time frame is so because that's the incubation period right. or the latency period so but you know some of these people like uh i was watching a uh, interview with a, a gentleman that um was on one of the cruise ships mm-hmm. he got on the cruise ship got sick his wife didn't get sick he got sick but his wife didn't get sick same place same time she got nothing he got he got coronavirus and he literally said the, the worst extent to him was just the 103 fever I think he had. Sure. He was a little dehydrated, and he had a, he had a, he had a dry cough. Other than, he, he literally said, he had every flavor and color of Gatorade during the period of time that he was recovering. But that was it. Nothing else was done. So it's just a matter of, I get rest, relaxation. I mean, you got, you got to let your body fight it. That's what your body does. Right. A normal human being with a good, healthy body is going to be just fine. And that's why there's an over 80% success rate mm-hmm. with this thing. And half the people never even realize it. Because people aren't dying. This yeah. is not Ebola. Mm-hmm. People are not dying from coronavirus. They're dying from complications right. and treatment. Right. They're getting pneumonia. Of course. Most, you look at the, the, the hospital statistics. Elderly people, when they go to the hospital, statistically, they die. Yep. Why? Because they're in a bed. Yep. They're in a bed just because they're in a bed. They're not out and about walking mm-hmm. around, and they have complications. Most right. of the time, they don't die of what they went to the hospital for. They, right. they get a pneumonia, and it's, they try to treat it, and they end up dying. Right. Right. It's, it's a complication. It's not exactly. the, it's, this isn't Ebola where people are right. bleeding out of their orifices mm-hmm. and literally dying from the inside out. Right. Right. And that to me is scarier than anything else. That's that's like the black plague over there. Right, exactly. That would be a state of hysteria. That were is where we would all be panicking, locking ourselves in yep. our homes, and no one would go anywhere. But we're canceling sporting events. We're saying we can't have a mass gathering of two hundred fifty people, but I can go to Costco where there's probably three hundred and fifty people. <laughs> right. And no one seems to care. Right. It just drives me crazy. And that's that's what I'm afraid of most is not how it's going to affect me and my family, how companies are going to react mm-hmm. where we can't go to the grocery store anymore because they're like, well, we're going to shut our doors because right. X, Y, and Z. Now, I don't worry about it as much as the city folk would right. because right. what are they literally, what are they going to do? Right, exactly. But we got stuff laying around and, yep. and we can do that. So the concern to me is not necessarily the, the, the coronavirus itself. The concern for me is the paranoia yeah. and all the stuff that's going to happen because of that. Right. You're going to start getting looters and you're going to start getting yeah. people fighting in the stores over yeah. this. It's like, why? Yeah. I don't understand. If everyone would calm the heck down. Yeah. Well, they already had to call the cops in Costco. They have a straight <laughs> I just know. because of the simple fact that somebody cut in line. Yeah. Come on. They're about ready to throw down. Really? It's, to me. What a joke. It's, it's a joke. It is a joke. I think Trump's administration's working hard and trying to find something that's going to work out and you know, I give them credit. They jumped on the ball as quickly as they could yep. to, to get it figured out. Unfortunately, yep. I think that what the media has caused, which it always comes down to the media, in my opinion, has caused this. I don't think this was the intention, at least 
but hopefully something comes out of this where we all can look back, laugh, and say, yeah, I hope that ever happens again. Not getting sick, but allowing simple paranoia to cause mass hysteria right. into something that should never even been a problem. Yeah. Because if you look at most people, I think most of us look at it and go, what, what is wrong with you? You know, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that people are showing up in, in surgical masks. Yeah, because that's going to work. Yeah. You're not wearing an N95. Right. Like, a surgical mask is not going to help you right. with a droplet spread. It's the ignorance, I think, that, that kills me. You know, because... But that's, that's the way this country has been run in the past. So, five years ago, even four years ago, um, before Trump was elected, this literally was a flocking system where... Whatever they say goes. Yep. And that's what frustrates me, I think, the most out of where we are in this yeah. world yeah. is we are supposed to trust the government, but we put people in office that are not trustworthy. Right. And they have a specific agenda mm-hmm. and they have the power to to promote their specific agenda. Right. And they have the followers to do so. Exactly. And that's the frustrating part yep. is, guys, think about something for one second. What mm-hmm. is toilet paper have to do uh-huh. with coronavirus. Right. I, you know how many things I've used that were not toilet paper? Yeah. A lot. Go in the shower. Get a bidet. Yeah, exactly. Get a bidet. These it things work just, great. Goodness gracious. Sometimes just, too great. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, be the cleanest thing you'll ever have. But now, and now it's, now it's, uh, now they're raiding the wipes. A friend of mine lives in, uh, uh Idaho and she had posted something saying that, uh, she had gone to Costco to get wipes for her kids because she's got one, I think, a child that's like three, <clears throat> another one's maybe one or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, she went for wipes, and they're gone. Why? Wipes are gone. How is it that we've had the same amount of children in this world within the last three months for the most part, at least that need wipes, yep. and now they're gone? Makes no sense. I think people thrive on worry. I think they like the adrenaline that comes with that, maybe. Yeah. And they want to feel something, so they jazz themselves up over right. over the little things. Yeah. I was listening to this interview on a podcast, and he was talking, and basically he was saying, the times where the country is as close as they've ever been is times of disaster mm-hmm. and times of war. Yeah. Why? Because it's human nature to want to conquer something. Right. The problem is, when we have nothing to conquer... We want to conquer each other. Right, exactly. And then we have these political battles. Mm-hmm. And the problem with this now is we should be all sitting around saying, okay, this is bipartisan. This has right. nothing to do with politics. Right. Let's come together. 9-11 right. was the last time this country was together. Yep, true time. Yep. And, yeah, the, the last true time this country was fully, okay, we got to do something about exactly. this. They didn't care that our president was Republican. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. We got to do something. Mm-hmm. I really hope that this becomes that. Unfortunately, the, the, the left is using this as a, look, this is all Trump's fault. Exactly. He's not handling it the way it right. should, when we right. should be all coming together and, right. and, and trying to figure this out together. I'm getting a little bitter taste on the draw. I'm getting the same thing because I'm increasing my frequency of puffs, yeah. and it's really starting to heat well, this up. Is getting a burn, yeah. The kind of chemically ammonia flavor. That's you know what? what? I'm, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's kind of what I'm right. getting right now, yeah. which I don't like, and no. I don't like that I have to puff so much to keep this thing lit, thus getting rid of all the wonderful flavors that we were tasting at first yeah because now it's just getting it's just kind of harsh yeah maybe it's just i don't know so you can't take too fast puffs and you uh, can't take too slow puffs so you got to find your sweet spot exactly you have to count in your head 22 and a half seconds yeah. every 22 and a half yep. seconds you take, a puff, you you take should, your puff you should be okay
cigarsinthebarn at gmail.com. Uh, we'd be more than happy to answer your questions. We plan on and anticipating maybe doing a Q&A session at the end, maybe a couple questions. Hopefully there's a few other homesteaders out there that are, that are listening, and we'd like to see what you guys think. Yeah. What do you do for homesteading? Yeah. What's your what's your plan or uh, maybe we can share ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And things like that. Um, absolutely. I'll tell you one thing I'm super excited about, uh, if you don't know uh, anything about it, is uh, gooseberries. Oh, yes. I'm very excited about my gooseberries. We're going to be growing some gooseberries. Those are real gooseberries. He's not really excited about his gooseberries. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're talking about real gooseberries. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think it's going to be fun growing some gooseberries and uh, hopefully in the next you know several months we'll have some large gooseberries. We'll be doing a review on those gooseberries yes, as well. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> We're going to make okay. goat's milk gooseberry ice cream. There we go. That's going to be yep. fantastic. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. See, you know when it's lit. You can tell when it's lit. Yeah, you can tell when it's lit, but it's keeping it there that's the problem. And even the smoke smell is a little bit rank. Yeah, it is. It's a little rank. I'm, I'm, I'm not too... I'm not too thrilled. Like I said, the flavors are fine. Construction's horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the smell of the smoke is... Eh. Yeah. The flavor's still good. Yeah. I and mean, once you get past the relighting burn smell but you got to really puff these things and make it 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 forces you to cause the flavors to go away yeah. it's for you to even get some smoke and that's the problem yeah me. i'm not i'm not too satisfied that's the whole reason why we're doing this we're reviewing cigars so sometimes you're gonna have great ones like the last one we just had yeah and sometimes you're just gonna have some okay ones yep. and it's gosh yeah, it just flakes out look at this rapper's <laughs> got some oh yeah the burn is so bad the burn is so bad it's like you got a long uh Long nails. Uh, yeah, it's like a fingernail. Yeah. Like a fingernail sticking out of my cigar right now. Burn is bad. Draw is bad. It's way too loose, and that which is causing all these problems. If they packed it better, it probably would have been okay. Yeah. It's having a hard time uh, staying lit. And these are these cigars, when I took them out of the humidor, 70%. I'm usually a 68 kind of guy, but it's well within range, yeah. a perf high performance range for a cigar. Um, there's a lot of people out there that go even closer to 75 um, that's not me. I like, I like around mm -hmm. 68, 69. Um, they came out at 70, so these aren't dry. They're not dry by any means. And they're not wet by any means. So, you know, sometimes if they're overly humid, they have a hard time staying lit. Right. Um, and I don't think that's it at all. I just think that the construction is poor. This is definitely a, a double puff cigar. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys know what I mean by you got to take a pre-draw and then you can hit the draw. So you give it a little juice and then you can take mm -hmm. that full draw in. Um, which sometimes I don't mind. This one I, I happen to mind. It's hard doing it all the time. It's, it's hard doing it every single puff. Yeah. I mean, what kind of flavors are you getting right now? We're, we're getting into the second third. So the second third has just started, barely. It's a little sweet. I'm still thinking, trying to get past the burnt taste in my mouth. From having to relight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a lot of the same stuff. I didn't have to relight mine again. Matt's had to do it a couple times. I just had to fix the burn. So I just singe the wrapper a little bit so there i don't have as much of that burnt flavor i'm still kind of getting the same flavors as, as i did before definitely spice that yeah. sweet cream to me though is gone yeah there's completely gone the smoke is not as oily as it was before yeah and that might just be because it's burning hot we'll we'll see what it transitions to i am noticing a little bit now that i'm, I'm puffing a little bit quicker and getting a, a faster draw mm -hmm. i'm not waiting as long between draws and it is starting to burn a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. See, it's that was just, a bad puff. That was that was definitely a bad puff. It's not visually can, appealing anymore. No, you can just see how loose it is inside <clears throat> there, and it's that crack in my uh, in my cap is now almost all the way around. Um, it's about three quarters of the way around, and you can kind of see it's it's starting to flake. 
See oh, that? Yeah. See yeah. that crack? Yep, right there. Yeah. And it goes about three quarters of the way around. It hasn't completely busted open, but once again, I'm only in the second third, and this is a probably a five and a half inch cigar. Yeah, so mine cracked right there. So yeah, we're getting a lot of wrapper cracking issues, which usually because it's too thin, it's just too thin of a wrapper leaf. But the flavors are okay still. I mean, there's other than that harshness, the flavors are still okay. Yeah. I'm just a little disappointed. But I've had this I've had this situation before. One of the worst cigars I ever had was a Rocky Patel. Yeah. I couldn't even finish it. And Rocky Patel is one of the most famous names out there. Most people know, even if they don't smoke cigars, they know yeah. Rocky Patel. Oh. And they make some fantastic stuff. Um, unfortunately, they make some some mm -hmm. some crappy stuff too right yeah at least from my, my experience and i i've had some really good rocky patels and this isn't one of them yeah see it's the burn's a little bit better now uh, now that we've gotten to the second third now that you fixed it three times yeah now that i fixed it <laughs> and i'm drawing a lot fat more yeah quicker drawing more frequently yeah i'm having to what go 10 15 yeah, seconds 10, 15 seconds which is way too frequent when you're trying to keep your smoke cool yeah uh, if you have a if you have a well performing cigar, you should be able to take a puff around that forty five second mark, forty five to a minute even, and you should have no problems. And we want that cool smoke, and this you just can't do it. Yeah, I think that last cigar we just reviewed, the Diesel, the Rage, it, uh, I think we've we probably went. There was one point when your wife had come in and he you know, was talking to us about a couple things, and we didn't puff at all. Minute for and a half. Yeah, easy. So. And it was still performing perfectly, yeah. and that's how you know the construction is good. Yeah, we didn't have to do anything with those. Who knows? Maybe it's a fluke. Just these two. It's hard when there's two of them. <laughs> it's hard when there's the two of them. But we will. Uh, we'll give you an update. We'll smoke these again in probably six months or so after they've aged a little bit yeah. more in the humidor. Yeah. Um. We'll 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 check them again in six months. Just like we're gonna do the same thing with the CAOs that we yep. didn't like either. Yep. Um. We're gonna check them in six months after they've aged a little bit more. Maybe we'll get some some better performance out of them. And again, too, maybe some of you have had the same issues and same problems, and you can you know enlighten us a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe you never have, and you want to come join us and smoke one of the ones that we have left over. We've got three of them left over. Yeah, come uh, by. We can get more, um, but we just you know just so we can kind of have a, a a really good sense all the way around of you know different cigars. Yeah. You know, we just we want to we want to know what's going on out there. There's a lot of people uh, reviewing them. And that's great. We're not trying to sit here and and change your mind. We're just trying to give you our honest opinion as everyday average people. Let us know if you have anything, any questions. Cigars in the barn at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, you know, like us, give us a shout out. Uh, and if any questions, please feel free. We're, we're open. It's going to take a lot to offend us. I can promise you that. Uh, we've heard probably everything in the book. So, uh, if you guys got a favorite, mm -hmm. we'd love to try your favorite. I'm actually really excited, to be quite honest with you, is trying the CAO of Brasilia. I really, really want to try that. So I've had that one once before. It, I don't really remember it a ton, a ton because I wasn't smoking it to review it, so I wasn't thinking as much about it. I remember, like, usually with CAOs, I'm going to say usually because that, that last CAO we had wasn't awesome. A well-constructed cigar, lots of good flavor, mm -hmm. not too overpowering in strength. I remember the ones that knocked me off my socks, and that wasn't one of them. It was a little bit stronger, but it, it didn't it didn't make me want to throw up. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to do that one. Actual actually do a review on that one. I think we'll try those. I'll, I'll buy a couple of those, and we'll maybe review those next week sometime. And yeah, that'd be great. That way, our next shipment that's coming in um, can get a chance to sit in the humidor for a little bit and Sounds freshen good to up. Me. And... We've smoked an inch and a half, and I've already decided it's not worth smoking anymore. It's uh, very light. It's yes. not very densely. It's a very light cigar. 
in, in its weight, in its in its density. So we already know right off the bat when we were when we were uh, doing the first pre-smoke inspection of it, we could already tell that the the pack was pretty loose. We could tell that there wasn't a whole lot of tobacco in there. So we didn't think that it was going to mean a whole lot, even though we know that it's be the looser draws because the pack isn't good, the lightness because the pack isn't good. But I had no idea it was going to cause that many problems. It's hot yep. for a good inch of the cigar, and it's expanding. That's what's causing my wrapper issues yep. is it's really expanding. Now, a lot of cigars do that because it's heat. Obviously, it's physics. What are you going to do? But not all of them crack. And that just has to do with the construction, the, the quality of the binder and the wrapper. Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so hot, so far down away from the actual mm -hmm. ash. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's getting less flavorful and more just burnt. More just harsh. I had to quadruple puff that one to get any smoke out of it. That was what, 15 seconds between puffs? So construction's very, very poor on this. You're going to see the review. It'll be on the website. You'll be able to see exactly what we're rating with our 100-point scale that we do. You'll see exactly what, what, what we are talking about here, and if you want to briefly look at that. I want to puff it because I don't want it to go out, but every time I take a puff, it's harsh. Look at my ash is splitting in the middle of the ash. It's just flaking everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's a very messy cigar. Don't sit back in a chair. No. We're all sitting forward here. Because um, any moment it's Because be it's, it's just, it falls all over you. It is not one that you want to sit down with your boss who's in his suit and you're in your <laughs> suit and you're sitting in the cigar lounge. Don't smoke the cigar in a cigar lounge. It's, it's not even barn worthy at this point. Yeah, if you want to watch a flower start to bud, <laughs> but it's definitely not. Uh, I mean, look at that whole half of that <coughs> wrapper didn't even burn. Yeah, very, very poor construction. I'm afraid to take another puff, honestly. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's not the, – the flavors are now the, – the good flavors we were having before that we were saying were, you know, hey, we can do this because the good flavors are good. Those are all completely gone. There's no more of that sweet cream that we liked. Oh. There's, there's not even spice anymore. There's no nut. There's no spice. There's no wood. It's like you licked a piece of charcoal. It's just not good. It's just not good. And since my ash has just fallen, it's starting to even burn out again. Mine burned out again. Yeah, I could, I'm watching it. Literally, I just tried to puff on it, and I got very very little smoke, and I can just see it burning out. But hey, that's why we do this. Yep, that's why we do this. Um, we we're going to smoke bad cigars, and that's okay. We're still going to have good conversation, though, every single time. There will never be a bad conversation no, never. here at Cigars in the Barn. I'm the one that uh, recommended we buy these, and he's the one who recommended that, that uh, we smoke them tonight. But at least we got them out of the way. <laughs> We, we did. We got these. And for our first podcast, it was a failure. So, hey. Absolutely. We love failure. You see? <laughs> now, now at least we know we only have room for success. That's right. We've hit a low. We've hit a definite low. I, I, I've, I've loved every, nearly every second. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All 30 seconds of it. <laughs> <laughs> that first two puffs. And uh, yeah. if you want a cigar that you want to puff twice and throw in the trash, this is the one for you. And I think they're going for nine, ten bucks a stick. Something like that. So, That's crazy to me because yeah. um, that diesel was, I believe, less than that. Yeah, it was like closer to that eight eight dollar mark. Like eight bucks, yeah. And yeah. fantastic cigar, by the way. Cigars in the barn. We named it Cigars in the Barn because that's what we're doing. We're smoking cigars, literally, in, in, literally in the barn. We're in a barn right now. We're in a barn, and we hope to uh, expand a little bit and maybe visit your barn if yeah. you like. And we'd love to have a cigar with you in the barn and talk about uh, what you want to talk about. Yeah, in um, your barn. In your barn. And if you don't have a barn, come to ours. Spread the word. That's all we really care about yeah. ultimately anyway. We'd love for you to be on board, but just choose to be on our side. That's yeah, all we expect. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, another plug. Uh, there will be some upcoming events that we'll be at. 
Um, I'm sure we'll talk about those down the road as we get there. For as you know, Chip was saying, there's some entrepreneurial type things that he'll be discussing, and, and yep. you guys will be able to maybe come visit us, come join us, come say hi. We like talking to people. We like meeting new people, and exactly. that's what my favorite thing is about this lifestyle is. It's making it more comfortable yeah. for people to talk to their neighbors, yep. people more comfortable with helping other people out. That's that's what communities are all about. Yeah. So like us, follow us, Cigars in the Barn. We hope to hear from you guys.